Hey everyone, Bobby and Brandon here from the podcast. Before we get started on today's episode, we want to send our deepest sympathies to all those affected by last week's tornadoes in Middle Tennessee. Make sure to volunteer, go check out HON.org. And for the remainder of the month of March, Mr. Ultimate Predator will be donating all proceeds made from his What a Maneuver shop to the tornado reliefs. Check out whatamaneuver.com and check out his store and make a purchase. You can also find different opportunities to donate and volunteer at do615.com slash p slash how dash to dash help dash after dash Nashville dash tornado. Thanks, guys. All right, now let's get to the show. From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode eight of the Bucks Out Podcast, a member of Penalty Box Radio Network. I am Bobby Butler. With me as always, Mr. Brandon Bond. Hello. We are here in the Standing Stone Farm studio and we got another great show for you today. It's time to crack open a cold Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, the official beer of the Pucks Out Podcast, and talk some hockey, recent events, and of course, pop culture. And remember, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Forgot the koozies today, Bob. Yeah. Forgot the koozies, but we're already in it. You know, we're feeling good today. I'm not, you know, yeah. forget them, man. We're going to be slamming these bad boys so quick. Oh, yeah, we don't dude. need koozies. Yeah, and I'm on an empty stomach, so we'll see how this goes. And I just got off the ice. I skated a little bit today, but how's your week been, bud? Real good, man. Had a had a, had a a real good week. Uh, we're, we're going to Columbus this coming yeah. up weekend. That's obviously, you know, pushing me through the, the, the work week, get, yeah. a, get a short work week. I'm so excited. I thought I was going to come in here and how was my week was, was going to... Really be mad and upset about the the devastating three losses in a row that the Preds have, but then we go and we shut out Dallas twice. So I don't, you know, mixed emotions on, on that front. Nashville put on a you know decent showing. One lost one nothing to uh, to Seattle. Pretty pretty established team. So that's uh. UC Saros got two back to back shutouts. Great to see. Yeah. Obviously, there's still a lot of things that Preds need to work on in this home stretch getting in the playoffs. At this point. For the Nashville SC, I don't really have a bar to judge sure. where they should be. Sure. Brand new. On, well, you know, since, I want to see good work ethic, since, which you're going to get these professional athletes. Well, Cincinnati was new last year, and they were terrible. Yeah. But then Atlanta was new, and then they... But then again, that team is very representative of its city, yeah. a horrible city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you thought we were just coming after St. Louis. Oh, Cincinnati, you got it coming. No, Cincy, yeah, no. Every, look, see, the thing is... Everything, you know, we're going to, we're going to bash on everything, yeah. you know, so I mean, maybe not Minneapolis, but we love, but that's because we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, they got us so cold. We were frozen and that yeah. is why maybe we can't remember all the bad parts of it. You know, there were terrible parts, but we just, you know, we couldn't think yeah. <laughs> we, we just drank to, to keep warm. All right. So unfortunately no sound effects today. The, uh, the tablets down, forgot to charge that my B way to go. You had one job. You had a full week. You had a full week to do Sitting it, Sitting at 16%. So, <sighs> And unfortunately, Samsung decided to do what Apple did and put their headphone jack in the same place as their charging port. What is I don't understand why these places are like, oh, headphones? No, nobody uses cords anymore. Right, dude. Like, all of a sudden, you know, like, look, your grandmother is not going to be able to use a Bluetooth headset. 
Okay. You could walk them through it a million times. It's they're never going to know. So they need some headphones. And obviously I, you know, I prefer a headphone. Jack. I still, I'm still rocking a six S plus. So I'm thinking about <laughs> upgrading though. Cause I think I can get a about time, for dude. free man. What do you mean about time? <laughs> hey, Bobby, let me ask you this. Have you been able to contact me? Yeah. Okay. Has that hindered your life in any way that I've had an iPhone 6S Plus instead of a iPhone 11? Not from the other side, but there have been times when you can barely talk because you can only use it on speakerphone and your camera doesn't work one way. It's 20, it's 2020, <laughs> Bobby. I don't, you know, I don't need to talk to you on the phone. My, te- <laughs> my text messaging has been working fine. And who cares if I don't have a front facing camera? I just make you take all the pictures. <laughs> See? Boom. Problem solved. All right, so let's move in <laughs> to the news. We've got our three stars of the month for February. Uh, star number one, we got Mr. Leon Dreisaitl, obviously. That, no question. And 23 this, points, 14 games, 10 goals, 9 apples. Not even including his five-point outing, uh, four-goal game against the uh, against the Preds. Yeah, I'm a little upset you talked me out of choosing him. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. See, even when you do beat me, I trick you into not beating me, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Dreisaitl had a had a, a dominant month. Zabinajad, Mika Zabinajad uh, from the Rangers also had a had a dominant month. Twenty points, played fifteen games, had eleven goals and, and nine assists. So not a bad month for from them. And that was also before his five goal game. Right. The Hart Trophy usually starts to sure up around this time of year, and I think it's only gotten murkier through that through the month. Uh, month of february and beginning of march man and then way down in third place pastanak himself the guy needs to step up his game he's got 19 points in 14 games just can't happen actually went out and and looked up their their season stats as of today uh dry 110 points 110 points our our leading scorer has 63 he has 110 points he's on a 1.59 points per game pace so that's i mean that's pretty pretty dominating hockey if he keeps playing the same way yeah and uh pasta is just barely in the lead for goals this season that he's got uh 48 with ovi right behind him at 47 yeah it's gonna come down to the wire tell you what though there's a good chance austin matthews might go (laughs) might screw us both (laughs) oh yeah yeah well dry has 43 goals right now but so i mean he he might he might do it as well but but Zabinajad sitting right there with 39, and yeah. he's had, he's only had 55 games played as compared to 69 for the other two. So three dominant hockey players winning Stars of the Month. How surprising, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm surprised uh, Kevin Fiala didn't make it in. Man, he is on fire. Well, and a lot of his st- a lot of his fires coming from in this month oh, okay. March that we're True. that we're in as well. He kind of kind of was going through the end of February. Yeah, and they he kind of spilled in. But these guys had had dominant months all month. Yeah, so. when we played him, he was it Pekka in it when he he just undressed him. Yeah, Ellis went down, you know, and I mean he was patient and just went top shelf. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he. I mean he he pulled it. He like circled the stick around it like he was uh he was um essentially what he was is he was outlining the the dead body uh, <laughs> yeah. of uh of Pecorino. so yeah. yeah he was uh pretty pretty embarrassingly sick right there and and yeah Fiala's looking looking real good fifty four points this year bro if you I mean was it line mates or or what so I mean I don't know he's Parise's playing really well you know a lot of people say oh we shouldn't have traded him a lot of times just because a player goes and performs well. You know, that doesn't mean he would have performed well here. Sure. It's not like he was, like, waiting to start playing well. He didn't. Sometimes it's just not a good mesh. Well, he wasn't going to get that top line yeah. level of uh, of gameplay. I mean, here, both him and know? Mikhail Granlin 
started performing better after the trade. It took some time for them to get used to it, but now right. we see Graylin, you know, doing well. You know, obviously that .01 second game really put him on the map for a lot of fans. Right. As, you know, successful. All right. So rookie of the month, I think we wanted to talk about. And my boy, Quinn Hughes, gonna, gonna win, uh, gonna win himself the Calder. You know, no big deal. I'm gonna beat you in that too. Forget Makar. Yeah. Um, Hughes had a had a really big month too. He had 15 points, uh, two goals, but two two those two goals came in one game, and yeah. then 13 13 assists. He posted three assists in a in the game against us on early February on the 10th, and was only the second rookie defenseman to record four three assist games in a season. You know the other company that he had, Ray Bork. <laughs> so, I mean, not bad company yeah. to be in as a rookie. So. so last Thursday, I went to the game against the Stars with my buddy Andrew over at Average Joe's Entertainment. He's a big Stars fan. so And we got to see you know, a good shutout. You just got that first of two uh, shutouts. But man, time out. Can I t- totally interject? This is not your good friend Andrew. This is our arch nemesis, eighty-two <laughs> and O's in our fantasy <laughs> league. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. That I came from the depths of the the league to overtake the number one spot, and I'm having a better bye week than you. Yeah, I got beat thirteen nothing this past week. I don't know. That's insane. Slaughtered, dude. I, I had, mean, a, had a great good thing. Week. I won two weeks ago, thirteen nothing to make up for it. Yeah. Well, we're we're in the playoffs. Me and you, we're we're sitting on a bye. We can't see each other until the championship. If my past record is anything in this league, I will be out before I ever get to see you, Bobby. <laughs> well, so, let's let's see if I can repeat. I don't want um I don't want you to win. Just so you know, I'm just putting <laughs> this out there. I hope you lose very very badly. I hope you they figure out a well, way. To, thank you. I hope they figure out a way to kick you out in the bye week. <laughs> Well, uh, over in my other league that I've been together for, uh, Ben the Knee podcast, which I'm yeah. pretty active there. I won. It, I, I try to be a good sportsman, but it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. All season, I was slaughtering. Mm-hmm. All season. Yeah. So during that game, one thing, you know, we can talk all day about the stats of the game, but one thing that I really stuck out in my mind was about 10 minutes left in the third period. Man, Craig Smith really wanted to score. He had more, he probably had more opportunities in a, like a two minute period than stars at all game well that's how he was in the in the wild game too i mean that, that's the only reason we got that got that goal was he was digging for it and he almost had him had him a second one yeah too, he, that, i think game. he got like six quality scoring chances where they just left him alone yeah i'm glad to see that uh glad to see that he didn't go any, any anywhere at the trade deadline it's yeah. nice to have him now that now that seems like we're meshing um I mean, you're going to lose games throughout the week. You're going to have bad stretches. Just got to keep it in perspective as long as you win the games that that are against opponents you need to win. I mean, we're six points away from Dallas in the third spot right now. Yeah. Now, I don't want to be in the third spot, to be honest with you. I don't want to go play Colorado. That's uh, I think wild card one spot is where we need to be. Yeah, I think wild card one would, would be good, but Vegas is, is playing hot right now with two great goaltenders. We're more familiar with St. Louis. I yeah. think I think given any series, them. I think did we sweep all the games with them this year, or just that home and home? I think we swept them the entire season. I'm not going to okay. speak on it, Bobby. <laughs> I think we did. We'll we'll confirm that. Someone will fact check us. I'm sure we're calling it. We we swept you, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Tell us if we're wrong. That's the, uh, one of the rules of the internet. If you want to find out the right answer, you just say the absolute wrong answer, <laughs> and you will know. I want to divert real quick. We're talking about Craig Smith next season. Say you can had to choose between keeping Granlin, keeping Smith. 
what what do you want? I'm keeping Granlin. Honestly, a little more youth. I mean, Craig Smith is going to give you what he gives you, and it's I mean, it's a lot. It, it really yeah, means it's almost it guaranteed mean, twenty goals a year. It means a lot to this team, but I think. I think I think old Granny has uh, has a lot of room to to yeah. grow to grow into a role under John. And I'm Hines. sad to say I agree with you. I really like I love Crazy Legs, man. Yeah, he's the most besides Pekka. He I think he's the most veteran player on the team. He right. might actually have the same years as Pekka. I don't know about that one. Yeah, again, I, someone will fact, just, fact yeah. check us on that. Yeah, he he's the he. Here we go. He's the longest standing player on any team. <laughs> Wrong answer. Hopefully, we'll get the right one. Yeah. No, but I mean the. Whether he's the most senior or the second most or third most, whatever, he's he's been a staple for Nashville hockey. Because when we were just that scrappy underdog team, Craig Smith was uh was would bring a lot to the bring a lot to the table to to score the kind of goals that he still does, but without that core of players around him. That now Nashville has gotten more comfortable with winning and so now we expect to win and we expect to go past the first round because we've been to that stanley cup now you know there's fans that have seen it happen so craig smith has been a been a long-standing part of that so it would it sucks to say that but if you're asking if i'm david poyle what am i doing i mean you got to think of all these angles and all the this as a business decision yeah. so and what will help is they're expanding the cap space for next year sure so that might help maybe craig smith will take a hometown deal all right, so moving on to something else I want to talk about. Old Johnny Boychek getting cut with a skate pretty bad. 90 stitches when he they faced off against the Habs. Oh, my gosh, man. that That's, cra- that's crazy. And so then the coach put out that it's okay. It only got his eyelid. It didn't get his <laughs> eye or anything. Like, oh, okay. It's all good now that a metal blade has only sliced yeah. to his eyelid. And so, like, later on that night, he actually... Text, he actually tweeted out, Thank you to everyone for the positive messages and thoughts. I'm extremely grateful. Please know they did not go unheard. Luckily for me, the skate only cut my eyelid. Sorry for the late response. Facial recognition wasn't working. Yeah, <laughs> Thank that- you again, my friends. What fa- facial this dude is apologizing to us because <laughs> because his iPhone wasn't opening up because he's now have a has a Joker scar on his face, man. Heath Ledger style. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So I'm and glad ninety stitches a lot. I'm 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 really glad that he's okay. That's yeah, I mean, that, it's so that dangerous. Could be scary. This is the third instance in which somebody's been been cut with a skate this year. Yeah. Uh, his teammate earlier this year was out four weeks with a leg laceration, man. You know, yeah. like you hate to see you hate to see that and you wonder if there's something that can be done to help Kurt. I mean, obviously it's a part of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not not I'm surprised they don't have more padding on the inner thighs of the of the girdles, yeah. especially that's you know we've got that a major artery there. That wouldn't have helped his face. Well, probably. no, I'm talking about the other guy. His leg was cut. <laughs> yeah, and no, there was an, I, and I think in the minors, someone had like their main artery in their leg, like their thigh cut, and luckily yeah. they had you know medical staff on site because that could have ended up real bad. Yeah. How about old Matthew Barnaby getting arrested in Nashville? For choking a bouncer over at Crossroads Bar. Nashville, baby. First we had Rex Ryan fighting in the window with his brother and Rob Ryan. Now we got uh, an old NHL bad boy, you know, (laughs) choking out. You know, I wonder if they knew who he was. Probably not. No. You know, that's not. He he had a, a pretty interesting mugshot too. That thing was insane. He looked like he he was looking up at like a third camera oh, up yeah. top. Like <laughs> he was looking at the security camera. They're like looking the looking the camera, and he like looks up. <laughs> he's so used to his job, like on camera. He's like, oh, don't make contact. He's with like, the lens. I'm, I'm on the jumbotron. <laughs> 
he didn't get any uh, like assault charges or anything. It was just just public intox yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, man. So how about them wild though? They are starting to surge a little bit. I'm telling you, I guess it's that new interim coach. You know what this is building up to? Our final game, home game of the season is versus the Wild. I think it's going to be a pl- whoever wins gets in kind of situation for that final game. It definitely could be. Uh, they're they're in the first wild card spot right now, but with an extra game played and, and a point on us. So, I mean, they're playing, Fiala's playing lights out hockey right now, man. It's, uh, you know, it sucks to see him doing it on another team, but... You know, you got to be happy for the kid. I mean, this is his dream to play hockey, and as we've stated before, there's not a lot of not a lot better places as far as hockey town goes than the Minneapolis and St. Paul. All right, so let's push into our games of the week. I have one game left with this week to play, being played tonight, so we'll update you guys on Twitter. The current score, though, I've got it. Don't worry, don't worry. You don't <laughs> oh, have to, you? You don't oh, have to no. look it up. Uh, it's thirty-five to ten, and he caught a really lucky break because I lost my double down. So he's got his double down left to play tonight. Alex Ovechkin is going to be be out there. Again. Against the Wild, right? No, Sabres. Sabres tonight. Yeah, that's so. my double down. So I could either win. It could be 35 to 14 or 35 to 9. Yeah. Could be the, could be the a potential. Either options. way, I'm going to have to, uh, Hope on some bad luck on your part if I have any chance. I, think- I I'll do this for you right now. I will pick Detroit in as a winner in one game next okay. week. I will do that. You gonna double down on it? I might. I <laughs> might, dude. This is like in jeopardy when you start. You know, you start betting all the Get money. A ballsy. You're like, oh yeah, and it's like I'm not lose out of nowhere. <laughs> hey. This is is for the fans, though. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't want it to be a blowout. You know, fans start leaving early. They wanted to see it close and see you come back after I've smack-talked you the whole time. Well, what we're going to need to do is think of a really good creative punishment for when, if... For when I lose. So, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You said tattoos. I'm thinking a forehead tat. Yeah. My wife would love that. <laughs> she... I'm sorry, Megan. Tell him to learn how to pick better hockey games. Uh, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so, why don't you start us off with your first game of the week? Okay. So, the first game of the week I have is Jets-Oilers. And that's Wednesday the 11th. I got the Oilers winning that bad boy. I am... I'm, you know, dry sidle. Made, made me uh, see McJesus. <laughs> but um. Tsh. They're really working well together, so I'm going to go with the Oilers for my game. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Same night as you, I've got Avs, Rangers. I think it's, you know, both teams, obviously, Avs are playing well, but they kind of need to keep it up if they want to. They could chase St. Louis for the first spot if they keep it up. Rangers right now need to rally to get into the wild card spot. Yeah, the East. They're slumping a little bit, so they need a hot streak. But I I think... The Avs are going to take that game. So I'm going to take the Avs over the Rangers on Wednesday. All right. So for my game two, I have the Flyers Lightning. And that is on Thursday, the 12th. The Lightning or the Flyers are surging, man. They're the second. They're they're above Pittsburgh right now in the in the division race. So the Flyers are looking good. It's yeah. shaping up to be another Pittsburgh Flyers first round. It's going to be scrappy. And the Flyers are all around a, a, a good hockey team. Yeah, so, I think at this point, I saw some stats. They actually have the highest chance of winning the Cup right now, yeah. which is insane. There's a dude, there's a guy that hold, is, is holding a $380,000 ticket right now if the Flyers win the Cup. Damn. 380 grand. In light of all that, playing the Lightning, who have – Nah, have been surging since January. <laughs> I'm actually gonna go with the Flyers, double downing All right. on the Flyers. So, all right, so I've got an uh, Oilers game as well this week on Friday. 
I've got the Islanders versus Oilers. Um, we're going to get to see, you know, the Islanders also are need to step it up. Oilers, they need to chase Vegas right now. I don't know if Oilers are going to catch Vegas. I think Vegas is too good of a team. And the Oilers are really, you know, putting all their weight on two players where Vegas is solid all around right now. Right. Really good goaltending. Right. So, but I'm taking the Oilers over the Isles that game. So we got the Oilers winning a couple games this week. Yeah. For my game three, I have Leafs Bruins, and that's going to be on. Oh, that's going to be good. Leafs Bruins on Saturday the fourteenth. I'm going to go with Bruins on that one, but I, I think that it's going to be a battle, man. Yeah. I think it's going to. Those man, two teams always bring it. It's getting so close. Is to that the, a matinee game? You know, you have I idea? don't know. I usually, I usually will write it down when, okay. it's, a, when it's a matinee because hopefully I know, we can watch it while we're in Columbus. I know how much you love. The matinees. I love matinee hockey, man. You're, you're a matinee guy. I love buddy. matinee. I love waking up, you know, a little bit late on Saturday, just sitting in my boxes watching some hockey. I, you know, I never some buffalo wings. I never wake up late. I'm a, <laughs> I'm an early riser, so I watch hockey whenever I want, Bobby. I got another Flyers game, and that is Wild versus Flyers on Saturday, and the Preds are in the race right now with the Wild. Yeah, and the Flyers are just so good. I think right now in the power ranking, I would give them like the number one or number two spot. I mean, they're just a hot team right now, so I'm taking the Flyers over the Wild. That would definitely be helpful. Yeah. The Wild are, the wild are surging kind of themselves, so it would be nice to kind of bring them back down to earth. So not a, not a bad pick. And you know, the thing is, we don't pick these games together. We pick them completely independently from one another. And uh, one of us puts our, ours in the dock first, and we make sure we don't have the other game. So, I mean, you can tell who's who's – playing good hockey by who we pick because we get a lot yeah. of those same teams playing different games. So yeah. my last game of the week, I have Vegas and the Avs. So our only Vegas game of the week, surprisingly, but um, I have them beating the Avs and this is on Sunday, the 15th. So it should be a good hockey game. We'll probably be traveling. I'll probably won't be, be able to watch it. We'll be listening I'll, on the radio. Uh, I got serious sex so We'll be able to listen to that game on the, on the car ride back. That's some serious stuff, Bobby. <laughs> I take it pretty serious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so my last game of the week, I've got, and I, I could try to spin it to make it sound like, oh, it's going to be a good game between two Titans. No, I need a win. Yeah. So I'm taking Lightning versus Devils, doubling down on the Lightning. I've never, I've, look, man, I'm, you know what I'm not even, you know what I know right <laughs> now for this point? The Devils are getting a win 1, on Sunday. 1,000%. They are getting a win. So, you know, <laughs> they're going to reach out to you. PK, your boy, is going to reach out and say, Bob. We really needed that, man. I was, <laughs> we were losing the locker room. So, all right. Well, some good games of the week, but we're going to move outside the NHL. Boom, boom. And I think we wanted to talk a little bit about the potential new CBA coming yeah. up. For those of you that don't know the CBA, it comes. It, it's very complicated. They sent an email to all, every single player. It's about a six, four to six hundred page document, single spaced, like size 10 font and so some players a couple players they you know they couldn't read it on their iphone so they had to print it yeah and so the one guy was like yeah i ran out of ink twice that's (laughs) this is their job i'm not what first of all why are you using ink buddy you need to get a laser printer (laughs) yeah and grow up okay you're making a lot of money and what's funny is every single player they at current player they asked if they read it they're like oh 100 percent Every single retired player they asked, did you ever read the CBA? They're like, hell no, I didn't yeah. read that. Yeah. So pretty much the uh, NFL, it's kind of not great for upper half of the roster, the guys who make a lot of money, sure. the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's. Right. You know, because of the extra games. But the guys on the lower half of the roster, they get a lot of they get a lot more money per year. So that's what they're doing. They're trying to hope 
that the guys in the lower half, but every team's NFLPA ambassador is doesn't want their team to vote yes. But you know, it passed because they're making a lot of money. Yeah, I actually did a I looked at a Boston Globe article that kind of explained all the ins and outs of it. Basically, it's going to add a game, make it seventeen game season with two two bye weeks throughout the seventeen game season so it'd be a 19 week season an extra game in playoffs an, ex- an extra, extra wild extra team co- yeah an extra wild card team so for the younger for the young not younger for the people that are the lower half of the, the roster, lower half the smaller not as not make filling out rosters are going to get an extra game meaning an extra game check yeah. which is good for them and, and an overall pay increase. They're looking at, they did the math. They're looking at these guys making 70, almost 70% more per year. That's yeah. a huge increase in pay for them. Yeah. And they increased the, the revenue split with, at 40 to, from 47 to 48, expanding rosters. They did, they gave a lot of concessions. There's a lot of, no, they, they've heavily penalizing holdouts. That's the yeah. thing. It's going to be millions of dollars worth of money in, in, in the holdouts that, um, that come. The reason they're doing it now, cause it doesn't expire until next year. The reason they're doing it now is because they are fearful that there's a, it's a theory. It's nothing for sure, but there's a theory that, Ratings may dip because of the upcoming presidential election. A lot yeah. of a lot of eyes are off football, maybe that are normally just turning it on to turn something on. Um, so they want to get it done now while the you know while the iron's hot, essentially strike while the iron's hot, and and trying to hammer it out now. And they'll operate until twenty thirty if this is approved. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of ins and outs to it. Obviously it's a lot more complicated than I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh, this is not an analytical but, show. You know, if you want, if you want to know every detail, you can Google it. We're going to give the quick in and outs of it for, for it to pass. It needs a simple majority, meaning 50, 50% plus one, 50% plus one of however many people vote. It's not the total. Yeah. So if 1800 people vote, 901 people pass that. CBA. They don't need a quorum to vote. Right. Exactly. No. This is a, this is a ballot process. Everybody's going to get their opportunity. Um, these guys are having their lawyers and their agents look over this stuff. This is, I've heard that this is probably the best offer that's going to be brought to the for table. Sure. Yeah. Because, by, um, by the owners, I mean, a lot of insiders are saying that they will like for the revenue share, they will never hit 50% ever there. It doesn't matter for like, I think they're hitting 48 and a half right now. If we, after this, they're hitting 47 right now after this deal will be 48 and a half. Many owners believe that the players do not, matter as much as the owners which i don't agree with i think it's a the players make the league that's why the xfl aren't selling out every single game right i i think it should be 50 50 but you know the owners pretty much sat down and said it'll never be 50 50 that is something they all agreed on right they would rather lose money than give up more than 50 percent. i mean that's just who you're dealing with right there yeah they think they're the show yeah but anyway so let's move out of that and talk, and I know you're not really into it, but a lot, I mean, it's, I'm really into it, is the Arnold Classic that happened this you, weekend. You just completely understated my <laughs> uh, my lack of enthusiasm for it. But but for those of you that don't know, and I didn't really know, to be honest, I kind of had an idea when I saw it on the show doc. He snuck it in after the show doc <laughs> meeting, you know, so I didn't even get a chance to prepare for it. I, I guess he was just hoping I would slide in here and not Maybe. even be ready. 
I forget that other people just don't know about the honor class. Right. <laughs> it's basically a bodybuilding thing, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah, it's like well, a festival. I watch it. Like... Not, I don't watch it for bodybuilding. I think that's the dumb part. I watch it for the strongman part. It's, sure, it's one of the largest strong, strongman competitions strong in the world. Strongman competition as well. Yeah. So. And for, for the third year in a row, Mr. Half Thor Julius Bjornsson took home the champion. You might know him as the mountain from Game of Thrones. Massive human being. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He's almost 400 pounds. He's like six, 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 seven. Yeah. Just a giant of a man. He ended up he ended up hitting the elephant bar deadlift of one thousand twenty six pounds, and he could have if sounds he, like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> he could have he did that on two attempts. Most plate guys get three attempts, and he did it with ease. I mean, it was he he could have if he wanted to gone for um. So Rogue, which is a fitness company for strongmen and bodybuilders, was offering a one hundred thousand dollar check to anyone that de- elephant deadlifted one thousand one hundred and four pounds. He could have easily hit that. He hits that in training all the time. He decided not to because he wanted to save his energy because he actually wanted to win the trophy. You know, well, it sounds like the only guy I would have known and cheered for won it all. So you know, <laughs> well, that seems like this well, is a victory for me. Uh, a lot of U.S. fans, uh, Martin Lisi's, he won World's Strongest Man a couple times. He's right. a, he's an American born. Uh, competitor, he came in third place, and I'm going to butcher this name. Matizis Kielzikowski came in second place. So I'm sure there's four different ways I could have said that name, and none of them would have been right. He, get, he definitely goes by a nickname, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> I would no, assume Matty. You know, that's that's uh, that's that's cool. But uh, but another thing of note, they did it did did all this spectator list correct? They're- um, so it wasn't one. So what happened was because of the ongoing health issues going on in this country and around the world, the Ohio governor decided that this uh, event was not going to have any outdoor spectators. However, if you had already bought a ticket, you were allowed in. The competitor's family were allowed to buy a ticket or come in, So and coaches. So a lot of people, I'm on a Starting Strongman Facebook group, a lot of people were buying quote-unquote coaches passes to get yeah. in. I mean, I'm obviously a coach, sir. <laughs> yeah. I have a... Cl- <laughs> Sir, security, I have a clipboard. Do you sir. see how short my shorts are and the clipboard? I'm <laughs> I, obviously a coach. <laughs> uh, am I wearing tube socks and a, a, a generic white Nike right now? Yes. <laughs> Do Don't, you see this visor? <laughs> this, sir, this is genuine windbreaker. Okay. <laughs> I don't, some people, the nerve of some people, um, you know, it sounds cool. They do, they do like a run and stuff like that too. So yeah. Awesome. But no, I think next year I want to try and go. It's up in, unfortunately it's up in Ohio. There are, there are, there are a lot of people petitioning that they move it out of Ohio and they maybe move it around. It's in Columbus, man. We're (laughs) literally going to Columbus this weekend. Yeah. You can't be, you can't smack talk it before we've even (laughs) been there. We got to at least find some complaints to complain about. We'll come back next week with a complaint we're we're gonna we're recording the moment we get back into town because we come back sunday night so we're getting we're literally getting back from the road trip and recording so we'll have a lot to talk about all right time for a mid-roll today's episode of pucks out podcast is brought to you by sierra nevada brewing company sierra nevada has been family owned and operated since 1980 the number one craft brand in 2018 continues to be the number one selling hazy ipa and the fastest growing craft brand in 2020 Go get yourself the 2019 gold medal winning Hazy Little Thing IPA and experience the crisp and refreshing Magnum hops that they have to offer. Now back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. It's time to push in Joker of the Week, and we have our first time repeat offender, Mr. James Dolan. Joke of the Week brought to you by James Dolan. I think that he's going to sponsor this, and so since there was so much that happened this past week with James Dolan, we decided that instead to make it solely about the Spike Lee drama, right after the Spike Lee drama, he kicked out some some kids. No, no, I watched the video 
video, they were leaving. It was yeah. like a group of people leaving, chanting, sell the team. He still sent security up there to escort them out. And they're looking at him saying, we were leaving. <laughs> we were not, we're not staying in this, in this crappy basketball arena, you know, to, to watch crappy team play. So James Dolan, what a, what an absolute joke. Not to Just, mention, so there's a lot going on right now where there's a chance that NBA games may not allow spectators in because of the ongoing health crisis. Oh, no. You yeah. have to think that James Dolan was behind that. He's he, like, oh, oh, you mean no spectators? 100%. <laughs> well, you mean no spectators if they say sell the team, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, at what point does the NBA have to step in and say you can't kick people out for chanting you know, non-vulgar, non-threatening. They're not talking about taking you into an alley and beating you up, even though sounds like a like a like a really good opportunity. Someone, but he's got to have dirt in his he's past. Just so, he's so just, he had to have in some time in his life. This old rich white man have said something racist. Where they can wear <laughs> the Twitter folks when you need. Yeah, them, what is you know, going on, guys? That dude. But I mean, just little things. He's just so petty. Not inviting the voice of the Knicks, Mar- Marv Albert. He was there for nearly 40 years, not inviting him to the the 50th anniversary celebration. Just like little petty stuff like that. And the whole knit, the whole Spike Lee thing. Yeah. I mean, look, I will, I'm going to be straight honest with you. I'm not a Spike Lee fan either. I think his antics are ridiculous and he's over the top. And, but there is one thing you can't say. And that is the man loves his He doesn't, yeah, that he doesn't love the Knicks and he doesn't. He's been there. He's been spending money with you, Dolan, for a long time. And so the dispute is essentially that he uses this employee entrance to come in. Which he's been using for almost two decades. He's used it for two decades. And there's a VIP entrance. So I get, you know, okay, you can't use this if you tell him or you email him or, you you know, you let him know. But he was already in the arena. They were going to make him walk out. And come back in this VIP entrance. Which everyone knows once you scan a ticket, it can't be scanned a second time. See, my thing is, you know what this whole thing... See, this is why the Knicks are so poorly run. Because this whole thing could have been fixed by by going to Spike Lee and saying, here's a contract for $1 a year for to be a, to be a brand ambassador. Yeah. And now you're an employee... The the whole process is is ludicrous and ridiculous. He's one of the few last few, I mean, pseudo celebrity Knicks fans, and he's been that Knicks fan for for all his life. He spent so much money on courtside tickets to the Knicks game. It just seems just seems constantly Dolan shooting himself in the, shooting himself in the foot. What a joke! So James Nolan. This what a joke dedicated to you will be dedicated to you. We are gonna move on to some pop culture, yeah. some questions. I think we got some Twitter questions. Maybe we do not. We did not get any in. So guys, you gotta do better. We put it out there. We need we need some this or that questions. We need some life advice questions from you guys, the fans. We want to get you involved. If you ask it, we'll answer it. You know, no, no matter the, what. That's the that's the thing that's the thing with us. So there are such a thing as dumb questions, but we'll answer those dumb questions. That's what we're here for. When your yeah. teacher tells you that's a dumb question, come to us. We'll give you a dumb answer. It's yeah. not going to be right. We're not standing behind these answers. We have no loyalty to them, but we do want to ask them. So I got a question for you, Bobby. Let's do it. 
you wake up the you wake up the you wake up tomorrow, put your feet on the floor, you get ready to go to work, and you look up and you realize I'm not Bobby Butler, part-time podcaster. I'm blank commissioner of what major sport? Who are you, bro? So at first I thought this was gonna be difficult. Quick Google search answered this for me. Yeah. It was very easy. I wanted to be the commissioner with the most power over the league. So, because that way I can make the most changes in the shortest amount of time. Right. And that commissioner is Roger Goodell. Yeah. It's not original. I bet a lot of people would say, oh, I want to be Roger Goodell. He's the most famous commissioner right now. Um, He's not good at his job, so he's easy to get replaced. But yeah, first off, he's- Oh, no, no, no. He's good at being incompetent, which is what the owners are excited about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he yes, in a sense, he's not good at his job, but he is super good at his job because his job isn't to not be good at his job. Does that make sense? Yeah. So <laughs> I hear you. Now, I just wonder how quickly we could get fired from 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 the job. You know what I'm saying? Like we just start instituting everything we've wanted to institute forever. And I I get that there's some hang ups of like labor agreements and stuff like that, but we're not gonna let that hinder us changing the landscape of football. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you one thing you would change. I'm going to tell you one that I would change. No more two feet for a catch, bro. One foot for a catch. We're going to get, we're going to get some dope catches. You get some ridiculous college football question catches because of that, because it's only one foot. So that would be what I'm changing. What are you changing? What rule are you changing, bro? You get, you get one rule to change. Man, that's a hard one. I think I would. This isn't going to be a popular one. I would take. I would get rid of the push out rule. I nothing okay. drives me batty than when someone's going up for a catch and they just get pushed out of bounds before they even. I'm, I don't like that. So you want to institute the push out rule? Bring it back. What? I hate that. It, now listen. That's I, I, I'll be. That's I'll be one hundred percent with you. This is from a fantasy football point of view. That- you do have any idea how many points I've lost in fantasy because of that damn rule. Uh, pick better teams, man. You can be a ring winner like me, bro. That's a terrible, that's a terrible chance. You'd be the worst commissioner ever. Now, listen, before they fire me, I'm making a direct trip to the, the ATM and taking out all of Roger Goodell's money. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. happening. I, think, I didn't know. I don't know if we established. I guess we, I guess I kind of set it up as you are that guy. Yeah. So I kind of did a little bit of research myself who I'd want to be. I was like, oh, you know, maybe the hockey commissioner, Gary Bettman. That dude is basically poor as far <laughs> as far. I mean, you know, no offense as far as commissioner standards go. I mean, his net worth is 35 mil. So, I mean, his players that has more money than him. Little weak. Okay. Now it's jumped significantly within the last 10 years. I think it's doubled within three to four years. So I think he's at 9.6 mil a year. So, I mean, you know, respectable. They said you get to be the commissioner of hockey. I'd be, you know, I'd be cool with it, but I think that I'm look, man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to take Rob Manfred, dude. I'm wake up. I'm Rob Manfred of the MLB. I'm now commissioner of baseball and I couldn't find his salary, but at one point, Bud Selig was making 19 mil a year. You basically get to go and hang out and drink at at ballparks all day. It sounds dope. And also, the rule change that I'm going to institute, aluminum bats, bro. They're coming back. We're we're driving some bombs. It's <laughs> a solid rule change. That's I mean, that's it. That's how you that's how you fix baseball. Right there. I've just been told by my people that Rob Manfred makes 11 million a year. So, not bad, not a bad little haul. It's not Roger Goodell money, 
but I'm a commissioner of baseball for goodness sakes. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So first thing I would do is allow fighting after a player gets beaned, man, there'll be a lot of fights to see with the Astros. Let them, you know, listen, they, yeah, both players get ejected. Still baseball after all, but let them square down in the diamond and have ourselves, you know, they can't use a bat. They got to take the helmet off. Right. And then, but the most etiquette important, fight etiquette. Yes, you pull your pants up real high, no hitting below the waist. Yeah. But I and I truly think this is the only thing that can make ba- baseball watchable. Really, is allow th- any player that wants to take steroids take steroids. And we've <laughs> talked about this before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that's gonna that's gonna enhance baseball for so sure. much. No pun intended. You know, if I get another rule, if I'm you know I'm commissioner for you know I'm gonna make a bunch of rules at once. I guess seven innings. We're switching to seven. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, record books. You know, we got mathematicians now. They'll just do the math to see who's better and who's not not as good. So while we're on the subject, what would you what would the, your rule change be for hockey and basketball? Okay, so for basketball, I think that I want it to be legal for people's jerseys to be untucked, but only if that specific player puts the ball under his shirt <laughs> and spins it around like an N one video. And so it's legal to have an untucked shirt, but you have to at least once a game do that move or you get fined. From like NBA Street Ball two? Yes, exactly. Or N one. Yeah. You know, all the N one mixtapes back yeah. from back in the day. So, so for basketball, how often do you see now these amazing athletes shooting shots from like five feet past the three point line and just draining them? I'm instituting a four-point line. That's a dope. Yeah, yeah, that's a dope idea. That's a really good idea. You got to make it difficult, though. Yeah. Like, it's got to be a good bit past a three-point line. Oh, for sure. Kind of thing where you only see a couple of them a game, but I'm sure there'll be like Steph Curry would master that. It's got to be behind the half-court line. Let me Solid. hit you with yeah. that, dude. From you the know? other three-point line. From the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you shoot it from within the three other three-point line, it's like a zone, and that also is a four-point line. So that'd be, hey, that's a good idea. Now, for hockey, for anyone that plays the NHL video games who plays threes, I'm instituting a money puck. At random times, a ref's going to throw his hand up with a number, and the puck is now worth maybe two, three, or four points. That would make for some crazy games, man. Now, the player that scores it would still just get one goal, because that's one goal, but the points on the board will go up two, three, four points. Man, talk about some easy comebacks or running away with it. All right, here we go. I'm going to hit you with this. No more icing. And no, I'm not saying no touch icing. No icing, bro. You just chuck that puck down the ice and everybody chases it. Now, realistically, I would get rid of the trapezoid rule. Like if I had to be, if I can't institute the money puck, I'm getting rid of the right. trapezoid rule. Like That's a real a stupid rule. rule. Yeah, no, I'm 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 going for no touch uh, no touch icing. If we're talking real rules, but I'm definitely. You know, no icing at all, man. You know, yeah. that's what you do in video game. Turn off the icing, bro. You just you just fly down there. You don't matter where you hit that puck. One from. thing I think I'd also want to do is allow each team to field one man like a mandatory enforcer. He can only get like maybe four minutes a game, less than that, but he takes up no cap space. It's just an he enforcer out there. He doesn't even skate around around with a stick. Yeah. For just like four minutes a game, you get an extra player to play. You don't take away from any of your regular lines, but this dude just comes he's like uh if you've watched if you know if you're a harry potter fan he's like the bludger dude he yeah. just he's just out there just to beat the hell out of people man oh <laughs> uh, so real quick teams would be uh teaching mike tyson how to skate <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right so we talked longer about that than i thought we would but let's move into this or that and we've got two this or that we've got uh, we've got two good questions today here's the first one i found a while back all right so this is a little bit complicated so uh 
Try to keep up. Your significant other. Don't talk down to these nice <laughs> folks, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> right. So your significant other is either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid. If they are smart, they always make you feel stupid and have to explain everything to you. If they are stupid, you you have to explain every little thing to them. This is like my worst nightmare come true, Bobby, <laughs> because I think I'm going to pick one of these. But I think that people that know me might call me a liar because I'm going to pick the obviously pick the smart significant other that makes me feel stupid because my guess is she's super smart. Maybe she's got a nice job, dude. And, you know, I can just sit at home and podcast with you all day, bro. So but I also hate made to feel stupid. Yeah. You know what There's I'm no saying? Like this is the worst of both worlds. So I think the I think the worst. I really, I don't, I don't, and see, the thing is, I don't hate explaining things. That's not, you know, I wouldn't mind explaining, you know, some things, but it seems like in this situation, you're explaining everything and anything. Yeah. I'm okay, talking like right. how to turn on the TV, like sure. things like that. Like sure. every, and every time they turn on the TV, you have to be like, babe, it's the, the on button. Right. Yeah, right. It's right here. Right. Yeah. Uh, and um, when you try to turn on the TV, it's constantly like. It seems very dependent. Yeah. And then, and but it's the other way around. You're dependent on them. Well, it's not even well, that you're see, dependent on them. You know, it's that they, like, oh, Jesus, stupid. The button's my, right here. My, uh, my understanding is I still who am who I am. She just explains things to me like I'm stupid. Yes. Right. Okay. So, like, I, I still Going understand. in public would suck. I still understand things, Bobby. Yeah. And now we really get into the crazy hot hot scale comes into, <laughs> really comes into play with this question but since it wasn't posed yeah i'm definitely going i'm definitely going smart chick that makes me feel dumb okay. the thought of being at a restaurant and having to feel like i'm constantly don't even know how to menu works i'm you know yeah exactly well but see but i'm you know i'm going to get whatever i want so you know you make me yeah. feel stupid i'm probably just going to tune you out and yeah. i'm probably just you know see that's my thing like Obviously, this is a ridiculous example, <laughs> and you know, if they're my significant other, there's you know, what are we bonded by a blood bond or something? I'm just gonna leave leave this lady, you know, after a while. So, but I would much rather spend the time with the incredibly smart individual because maybe I'll learn something. Yeah, I thought I was gonna say someone stupid, but I just you said you said you already did say no. It. I said I was thinking about it. I don't know, but I think at the end of the day, I'm it. going. I'm I'm on the same terms. Where I'm picking someone smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because. I think the explain would get old after a while. Yeah. You saying you're going to be embarrassed in front of your friends is, you know, it's obviously a, a thing, but that it's really just saving me the embarrassment of what I'm inevitably going to do anyway later on when yeah. I've had 36 yeah. drinks. You so know? it's like I'm always <laughs> drunk. Hey, drink responsibly, kids. I do not drink 36 drinks at one time. Over like an All hour or two. Time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're both uh, choosing the smart person on that. The next one, choose between the two. Every shirt you wear be just a little bit itchy or only be able to use one ply toilet paper for the rest of your life. This is so easy to me. I would obviously pick the use the one ply for the rest of my life. Really? You can, you can just you do understand one ply is just no. no that is against bro. the thought. No, you can't no, turn it into bro. six ply. Yes, you. That's what toilet paper is, bro. You're saying I can't use toilet paper. So basically, so you're what, going, you are buying it. In no, no, bulk, no, though. no, no. So what? Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'll only use one ply. It's obviously still different. But what you're saying is, either I have to get poop on my hand for the rest of my life, or you know, if I can't fold over the one ply, that's not a fair argument for the for the itchy. You see what I'm saying? Like, cause bro, one ply is ripping up, man. It's gonna rip up. 
So if I can fold over the one ply, I'm taking the one ply, no question. But if I have to live my whole life with poop on my hand, then I guess I'm going with kind of itchy shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the, I'm going with itchy shirts. I one of my biggest pet peeves is going out, and this will be a rant at some point, I'm sure. I do not understand places that just don't spend a little bit of extra money, like a fancy place. I get it. if you're a hole in the wall bar, you're gonna have one ply, but nice hotels do better on your toilet paper, bro. Yeah, hotels are. Uh, in one of our favorite podcasts, the Spitballers podcast, Andy always, he always, what he does is he brings a roll of his own yeah, toilet paper. I do that too. And then he leaves it for the next person that comes. Well, in I usually end up, so like nice. when we're like when we're out for a week, I usually end up using that roll in the whole week. <laughs> but for this, this week in Columbus, yeah, I'll leave my good. I got, I get the Charmin with the aloe in well, it. we're going to an Airbnb, not a Hilton. So well, I've seen Airbnbs with some horrible. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's less likely. Yeah. That Airbnb in New Orleans we went to, bad toilet paper. Well, we were in a old shotgun house in the hood. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it was bad toilet paper, but that was, that was one of the better parts. Now that was a fun trip. That was an amazing trip. And you know, we got to see some local flavor, some local culture. So, but it wasn't a bad part of town. That's for sure. All right. Are you ready for some, what are you binging? What are we binging? Yeah. I'm so excited <laughs> because I'm ready to rail you. So man. why don't you go first and tell rail us what you've been, you. bin- what you've been binging on yeah, TV, buddy. Let me. Funny enough. I haven't been binging anything crazy. You know, I've actually been watching a few Marvel movies over again. I, I said I was, you know, so burnt out, but then I, you know, f- found the love again. So I watched a few of those. But Law and Order SVU. Oh, it's always a good go-to, you know? Guy, you got your you got your girl Benson. You got your boy Stabler in the early seasons. You got your you got your boy Finn, Ice T. You got De- Detective Munch. So, you know, they're out there, New York's finest. So, moving on to what I'm binging, I want to preface this by saying this show is hot garbage. It is so bad, and that is Love Is Blind on Netflix. You're pre- hes trying to preempt me, so I don't come, so I don't come at him too hard. But so watching this show, it's an absolute train wreck. This show, watching this show, I feel like a cokehead going to a Stanley Tucci party in 1995. You know it's going to end up bad. You know that this night's going to end up in, in a train wreck. But you you can't stop watching it. I did. I can and did. I you know we, my I, wife and I watched through the entire show. Yeah. Well, Stephanie enjoys it. It's basically you want to you want to premise to everybody. It's basically these people decide they want to get married within like a 24 hour or 48 hour period or something. But all they ever they never see each other. They talk in these pods. Man, there's so much dysfunction on that show, bro. Like if Dr. Oz was like a real doctor, I'd send him there, man. Dr. Phil, get on it. I don't know if he's a real doctor. Uh, Dr. Drew, I don't think he's a real doctor, but we got to get him over there. Dr. Dre, we got to get all, (laughs) we got to get all sorts of doctors to that show, man, because these people are just aside. There's one, there's like a few normal family members, but of course they make them seem like they're the bad guy because they don't think that their best friend or their son or their daughter married to this girl should be engaged to somebody they've known for 72 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, you know, there's, there's just so much going on and you know, they all talk to each other. So like they passed on each other or decided to, to, you know, keep it going with one another. So there's still some like, intrigue in between the, the groupings i mean at it's, one point this girl straight up calls out this dude on national television by the way that he's bad at sex she's straight up like yeah oh, you suck in bed and he's just like oh okay like no I'll, like i've known this person for 72 hours i'm leaving right then i will be i will be real with you i was playing i was playing 
Lord of the Rings Shadow of War. And I heard that. Now, you know, I had to pause the thing. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, come on. Like, because at this point, you guys are engaged. And like, at some point in your life, your kids are going to stumble upon this video and be like, Daddy yeah. is not good in the sack. <laughs> Daddy can't slay. Because <laughs> that's how kids are going to talk yeah. when they're younger. Yeah. Daddy, no. Daddy, you, you ain't got it. You ain't got no swag, father. You can't You, can, you can't ground me. You suck at the dead. You can't, yeah, you can't do it like me, Pop. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the only way I can get that through that show is by binge drinking. I was drink, binge drinking some Miller Lite, just keeping it easy. Hit the gas station, got me a case. Triple hop sprued, man. And I'll tell you, I really do love some good, you know, a beer commercial, a domestic beer commercial. You know how you sell me is by selling me something completely unnecessary. Like you remember when Miller Lite did the pop tops and yeah. had that little hole and they, you know, in the commercial, they had that dude with the trophy. <laughs> you ever try it with the trophy, bro? Bro, it barely works with keys. So I, but I do love those stupid things when like they did the vortex bottle and then when they brought the old school cans back, love the yeah. old school cans. So good, good call on Miller Lite, man. What are you been drinking? Me? I actually got a little uh, hazy, hazy little thing IPA for this weekend, man. Nice. So, you know, shout out to the sponsor, you know, uh, they are a sponsor. So I, uh, I was, out, I was out repping. I actually wore my, my bucket hat. Nice. Dude. Yeah, bro. And it has these little, but it has these little buttons. So it goes up on the side like I'm Davy freaking Crockett or something, man. So so loving on the, the the hazy little thing IPA, good good delicious beer. Uh, I actually want to give a shout out to you know I was drinking it this weekend at my folks' house. We were having a little going away party for my my cousin uh, James Weaver. He's actually shipping off to basic training, man. So. Shout That's out awesome. to him, man. Shout out to him. We wanted yeah, stay to stay safe out there. We wanted to stay safe. You know, I think no, bro. He's gonna be like stationed in like Pensacola. So, <laughs> but so stay, stay safe from Floridians. So you know? when I say that, I mean use a condom. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So stay safe in Florida. I mean, obviously that's, that's that might be the most dangerous place to be stationed. That's a little danger in in itself. So hey, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Um, we're gonna try to get get you out a little little swag bag um, when you when you get us an address so you can make everybody everybody jealous of your your famous cousin and and, <laughs> and his buddy. So, but that's gonna actually move us into what snaps your stick. Brought to you by Sierra Nevada. I wonder if it's like a it's like a thing we get more beer the more times we say Sierra Nevada on air. You know, it's like a royalties type of thing. Like we'll just cash in my for boy. beers. Well, just in case, Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada. <laughs> what snaps your stick? Brought to you by Sierra Nevada. No, uh, I think you got a you got a couple of good ones. Uh, yeah. today one is a little more serious than we like to go. I'm 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 but wondering it, how far you're going to let me joke on it because you know. I don't want to downplay yeah. anything. We'll, we'll get into that. But let's start. Why don't you go first? Tell us your sports-related one first. Okay, I can go first. Uh, concession stand food prices at sporting events that you've already spent an arm and a leg on. Yeah. They're so ridiculous. And sometimes you can find a decent deal. And the thing is, unfortunately for some of these arenas, there's already a blueprint out there in really big new stadiums for cheap concession stand food. Like at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, they have cheap concession stand. You can't tell me it's $7 for a hot dog. You have a big roller thing that rolls 45 hot dogs at a time, and you spent 45 cents on like 700 hot dogs, okay? You at know, most, you hot dogs should be $3.50. You know, that, you know what I'm saying? It makes it, especially in today's age, you think – 
I can spend a little more on food. People will actually come and enjoy the food and spend more on food. If food is good and it's cheap, I'll spend more money on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's if be honest. Most people would eat two or three hot dogs if they're sure. affordable. Well, when we were at the Indy 500 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year, they had some some hot dogs and they were pretty expensive. They were like six bucks a piece or something like that. They were really, really good, and I had a second one. So they were a little expensive, but they're really big hot dogs. I was getting my money's worth of what I spent. And so one of the other things, when I was actually looking up James Dolan's pettiness of all things, eight-slice plain piece of pizza. Eight slice plain pizza. About if it's a really good pizza, you know it's good. About how much money are you going to spend on it, Bob? $13.99. Thirteen ninety nine, but you'd say at a sporting event, twenty bucks, right? That's not a bad deal. Yeah. If you get a big, you, oh, it's you get eight a, pieces, eight pieces, okay, eight yeah, pieces yeah. of pizza. Uh, yeah. yeah, twenty bucks, twenty bucks. That's a fa- that, that's not super cheap, but it's not unfair yeah. to me. You know how much at spring training the Mets are charging for a eight slice pizza? Forty two ninety nine, fifty eight dollars, seven dollars and twenty five cents a slice, and. Can you believe the Mets are not good with business deals as we've seen <laughs> in the past? So, I mean, it's little stuff like that. Concession stand food prices. I feel like it's such a little concession and it's so little overhead. And it's and a lot of times in NFL stadiums, it's not even, you're not even paying workers. It's like a fundraiser type of thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like, it's ridiculous. They're charging such absurd prices in, on concession stand stand food i feel like that was sports enough what do you got bro for the sports section all right this is something i'm pretty passionate about that is the guy who's consistently yelling clear it and shoot it towards the players at hockey games now listen most of us have been found guilty sure. of this at times in i our feel life. like this takes a, takes a lot of clarification he's not talking about if you've ever yelled clear it or shoot it it's the guy that every single time the puck crosses the blue line shoot it shoot it or it comes across your own blue clear line. Clear it, guys. Clear it. What are you doing? Clear it. <laughs> it's like, buddy, every these are professional athletes. <laughs> do you think do you think that it never crossed Matt Deshane's mind to shoot the puck? <laughs> he hasn't gotten to this far in his career without having the thought process of when to shoot it. Yeah. There's absolutely times where you get caught up in it and, you know, they're in a spot and they're open and you feel like they have they've been passing too much or whatever. You yell, shoot it. We're not talking about you if you've ever yelled these things, but we are talking about that consistent. And it not doesn't have to just be clear it and shoot it. Could be all sorts of things in all sorts of sports. There's always that specific guy that just has to yell something that's a part of the game. Yeah. So on Thursday, the Dallas Stars game, there was a Stars player in the crease, uh, kind of close to Soros, and somebody was like, and like not too bad, like he was kind of flowing in and out of the crease a little bit, and this guy in the section next to me kept yelling, Soros, get him out, check him, get him out. It's like, dude, I mean, he's like he's allowed to be in there. Right. He's kind of setting up. I'm gonna get a penalty if I do something illegal. You know yeah. this. Right, and Soros sir? just reaches out and cross checks him out of the crease. Guess what? That's two minutes. But yeah. So and listen, there's a big difference between. Obviously, the, the Preds are known for, you know, waiting for the perfect scoring chance rather than just putting on net. So there's been times that I'm like, man, guys, come on, shoot it. And, Gene Hackman. And, and thinking that you yelling it, they're going to hear you and say, oh, 
thanks guy up in 109 i'm gonna shoot it now you know I, what? it didn't cross my mind i didn't even think about it until gary from 109 section oh, gary. H yelled shoot it now i get it i get hockey now so <laughs> yeah i uh think that's a really good one I really, really, really like my non-sports, so I'm going to make you do your non-sports first. Yeah, I just read that for the first time like a couple of seconds ago, <laughs> and I laughed. All right, so this is a little more serious than we like sure. to get, So, I'm, but I'm not going to go full into the political backing of this like I did with my wife. I'm going to keep it simple. That is, people, for no reason at all, downplaying the seriousness of coronavirus and acting as if it's, you know, no big deal. Listen, if you don't think that it's as big as the deal the media is making it, fine. But these people are saying, oh, it's the same as the cold. You don't have to do anything different. Right. What does it hurt people washing their hands a little bit sure. more? <laughs> people just taking yeah. some everyday precautions. Yeah. I, Here's a hot take. You should be washing your hands all the time. And not just when there's a deadly But I see people online around. that are like, oh, it's this is all fake. It does. It's not a big deal. It's no different than your common cold. Like, well, obviously, that's factually wrong. To so, say it's no different than the common cold. I'm actually safe from the coronavirus because I'm a Dos Equis guy. <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> well, no, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's like uh, you don't if you don't if you're not worried about it, you're not scared of it. That's fine. Don't you don't have to tell everybody. Nobody cares. So on Twitter, one of our college friends, Jessica Berry, she tweeted out that if you have ever taken a worm shot from gyms, you're safe from coronavirus. So I said, well, what if you've taken seven worm shots in one night? Does that mean I'm the cure for coronavirus? You, Yes, <laughs> they're going to come and they're going to study you. <laughs> She's like, no, that just makes you insane. Yeah, that makes you possibly a serial killer. But, you know, I, I jest. <laughs> All right, so... I really, really, really enjoy my my non-sports steps your stick, and I'm sure a lot of you out there will also like them. I hope that nobody gets really upset with me, but if you do, I don't really care because I really, really mean what I say. People that age their babies in months for way too long. No, ma'am. Your baby is not 60 months old. He's five. Okay? <laughs> He's five years old. Why are you, why are you telling me? Look. And, and I even figured out because I have uh, I have young nieces and nephews and my niece is two now and my nephew is about three months roughly. And so I feel like up to the, the, the appropriate cutoff is a year and a half, 18 months, because like that's when they stop learning new stuff that I need to know about. I'd go lower than that. Sure. 11 months. The moment they hit 12 months, they're a year old. There's a large gap between 12 months and 18 months in terms of like, it depends on who you're talking about. If you're talking to somebody that obviously doesn't care, yeah, throw them a one and a half about or thereabouts, something like that. But if you're talking about somebody that's curious about what's going on in their life developmentally, 18 months. Past 18 months, you shouldn't be telling me 19 months. That's too much math for me. I can't figure that out. You know, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's absurdity to me. It snaps my stick. I don't want to know how many months your, your 48 month old is. I know they're still breastfeeding. I can't, you know, that's not something I can help you with, ma'am. So I want to stop being introduced as a 312 month old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like if we started, you know, what we really should start doing is we should start dealing with our age in like levels. It sounds so much cooler instead of being like, oh, this guy's 80. This dude's a level 80, you know, like, he <laughs> he's is, a level 80 paladin. That is really cool. You know, like, that, so I feel like that's the the way that we should be we should be progressing in life and when you're one you're a level one you know you're not a level one until you're one years old you're still going through the tutorial stage people that age their baby in months i really don't like it i hope you don't i hope you stop 
I hope this, I, I really hope that this is the influential portion to make you stop doing it. And Pucks Out Podcast will have saved a couple more lives. You know, just <laughs> no big deal. So what'd you learn this week, bud? I learned that Johnny Boychuk is a classic Canadian for apologizing after getting Freddy krueger <laughs> in the face and having to get 90 stitches. Uh, apologizing for not updating us sooner, which, yeah. I mean, I needed it. I was a little concerned about his, his him not updating me soon enough. So Yeah, so this week I learned that Nashville is a city is strong and that, you know, at any time in need, you know, from the floods, the tornadoes, our really? neighbors will step up and we are Nashville strong. Really had to one up me, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> no, I, I really second that. That's uh, that's such a good one. Uh, you know, you've seen so much good come from this week. So hope we can bring uh, some smiles to a few faces. We can bring some enjoyment. Uh, Bobby, let's close this out. Let's get out of here, right, buddy. Bud. So for Brandon Bond, this is Bobby Butler. This has been another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.